Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Today we're going to be discussing time because it's something that many people struggle with. And that's in large part because when we come into the body, we're bound by time. And we quickly realize that we have a finite amount of time in this body, 80, 90, 100 years if we're lucky. So we start to resist time and the apparent loss of it. To our minds, it feels like we don't have enough time to do what we want. So we start to operate from a certain sense of scarcity. Today, we're going to talk about how to reshape our relationship with time so that we can have less resistance to it and how when we experience time from the spirit perspective, we can start to have more spaciousness with it and realize that we have enough time to do what we're meant to. Then we'll wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which is a turbocharged meditation to begin to help you clear the distortion patterns and gather momentum to propel you forward. So let's get started. Dennis? Reshaping our relationship with time, Karen. This is one of my personal challenges mm -hmm. because you know I remember in a previous segment, we talked about being in the moment mm -hmm. and being present. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I know that one of the things that pulls me out is mm -hmm. got to go, got to go. Come mm -hmm. on, come on, we got to go, mm -hmm. you know, in time and just getting kind of anxious and mm -hmm. around time. Yep. What, what are your thoughts? What creates that anxiety inside of me around time? I see. Uh, I'm going to answer it more broadly because I don't want to answer it to, to about you specifically okay. um, because there's a specific thing for you, obviously. <laughs> but I think the anxiety that a lot of people have with regards to time is about its scarcity. So meaning that we don't feel like we have enough, that we're going to run out of it, that it's we're pressed for it. Really, it's that we don't have enough. So it comes down to that. And if we, f if we can shift that relationship so that we feel like we have enough time, that's a game changer. Because really, it's about like the to-do list and trying to get everything that, done, that, that's, and then the overwhelm, yeah, yeah. and then all these obligations, and you're trying to like mix everything up so that you can like get to everything that you you know can get to, and then you kind of feel like you're failing because you don't get to everything on the to-do list, and then tomorrow you have an even larger to-do list, and then it gets bigger and bigger, and then it becomes overwhelming, and then you just don't have enough time. You might as well just give up. Right? You you must have read my mind <laughs> because you know I'm a I'm a to-do list type of person. Uh huh. And yeah, and the list is this long, and I feel like time is this long, mm -hmm. and, and the two you know, yeah. never quite jive. Yeah, and the list gets longer and longer. That's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. and so now I get more anxious, yeah. you know, because I'm getting farther behind. Yeah. And now, oh, I got to catch up. Yeah. And now, you know, I mm -hmm. start to make mistakes, and I get tired, and I get frustrated, and, yeah. you know, and so the whole thing kind of snowballs. Yes. And I, and I know it's that tick, 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 tick. Yeah. That gets me. Yeah. And so we feel that way even with not only our two to-do lists, but our bodies. Like we fight our bodies, like the time in our bodies are aging. We don't like it. We feel like we're, like, you know, when our bodies age and we get really frustrated with it, it's because we're fighting aging. Like we're fighting time in our bodies, mm -hmm. meaning the, as our bodies age and start to, you know, for most of us, break down, we fight that. 
because we don't like that either. So now we're running out of even more time. We talk about, oh my God, well, you might as well travel now whilst you're able to, because you know you might not be able to anymore. You know that that kind of conversation, all of that convers, all those conversations come down to one thing: scarcity of time. That's it: scarcity of time and a resistance to it because we feel like we're being constrained by it in a way that we don't like. So that is the crux of the issue. So part of the challenge that many of us have is um, we come into this body is that where a lot of us come from, there is no time. Okay, so if we come from places that are not from this plane on this planet, there is something called space-time as opposed to time-space. So time here is predominant because, and I'm going to get a little esoteric here, but it will help some many people kind of make sense of things. Okay, so here we have time-space, which means that time dictates because to traverse space, we have to take our physical bodies. Like if I have to get from here to the door, I have to pick up my body, move towards the door in space, and that takes a certain amount of time, right? I don't know how many seconds to get to the door, right? So that's the constraint because we're like, oh, it always takes us all this time to traverse space. But where we, many of us come from, it's space-time. Where we, so space is a dictator, not time, because we can be anywhere instantly. So it's a different kind of constraint. There is none. Do you see what I'm saying? Because if you can be anywhere instantly, it's very different than if you come here and there's this limitation because you have to physically move from one space to another. Right. Mm. So. Um, it's very frustrating for us. So for some of us who came from places where time was not that predominant, like I just said, they came from space-time, to be in this level of constraint is very frustrating because we don't have that constraint where we're from. So the other thing, too, is that some of us tend to have different rhythms. Okay, So we move at different rates. And that that can be really frustrating in relationship with other people. So, um, for example... There is a certain amount of time that we all naturally have to process something and then go into action. Okay, so receive information and then start moving into action on it. Right, so I receive an idea, I've decided, oh, I'm going to implement that idea, or I'm not going to implement that idea, or I'm going to do, you know what I mean? Like it goes from idea into action. So for all of us, we have different rates at which we move, and um, it can cause friction between people because we all move at different rates. So for me, mm. I'm very, very fast, right? So from mm. the moment that I receive an, informa- an idea or a concept or information, it's two minutes before I'm in action, two minutes. That's very fast. Mm. For my husband, Chris, it's uh, two days. So two minutes, two days. <laughs> very day. <laughs> Right? And then that certainly wouldn't cause any conflict no, or no, concern. No, not it? at all. Not at all. And then our business partner, Cherie, it, her timeline is seven days. Seven days. So oh my. for me, it takes me two minutes, her seven days. She needs all that time to process it, to experience yeah. it, to feel it, and then make a decision and then go into action. When she goes into action, she's really fast, but she takes all that time to get ready to go into action. And then, um, just as an example, her boyfriend takes three weeks. So it's funny because I remember one time she was sharing with me, oh my God, Karen, I now know what it feels like to be you because <laughs> it takes him so long to go into action. I mean, so much longer yeah. than me. It's not that it takes yeah. him so long. It's just in relation to her because he's perfect on his own. 
It's perfect. Just yeah. takes them the amount of time it takes them, right? It's just in relation to us. So we feel time even in the other and in our rates of processing. So um, it's very difficult for people who are very fast to be with people who are slower because it's just like, oh my God, what is taking so long for you to make that decision and move? Whereas for people who are slower, they feel like they're being rushed constantly by people who are fast. They're just like, will you please just back it off a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you, right? know, you know, I'm thinking about the corporate world yeah. where you've got a team yeah. and you've got a group yeah. and you've got the two minute, two days, seven days, yeah. three weeks, yeah. trying to pull together as that a team. team. Yep. And so, so knowing that speed, yeah. But how, how would I know? How do you know? How would I, as an individual, one of your audience members, how would I know if I'm two days or seven days or? Yeah. So that's harder to do just in yeah. a vacuum. Yeah. So yeah. that would be something that you would need somebody who can uh, who can read frequencies and time to be able to tell you. Yeah. Honestly, because I don't, I didn't know that before. Yeah. And then when I my ability started to come in, I could be like, oh, okay, it's that fast for me. And oh, wow, that takes you much longer. So I can tell. You can also tell, um, for example, if you, you can test it. You'll get a rough sense. If you receive an idea, if you're like a new thing that you want to do, just watch yourself and see how long it takes for you to go into action. Some people, it takes weeks, weeks before. Even if they're like, yeah, I want to do the thing. Just notice. Right? How long it takes you to actually start yeah. moving into action on that, mm. making the calls, whatever. Mm. So it could be like making a list, making calls to people. Mm. Like literally for me, I already, like within minutes, I will have a, a game plan. Scri- like sketched out. I mean, it won't be fleshed out, but it'd be like scribbled out and who I need to call. And what. It's already done and I'm already moving. Yeah. And f- for Chris mm. to be with someone like me or even Shri, yeah. it's extremely overwhelming because it's, it's too fast. Yeah. So as a team, it's really important. And you can notice it in other people. You can watch them and see how long it takes them without you pushing them to go into action. And the thing is, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're slow because it might mean that once they get into the action mode, they are actually quite fast. You just need to give them enough space to get to the point of action. So that's another thing about time. It's in relation in our natural speeds with Mm -hmm. each other. So, um, yes, so that's another thing I just wanted to mention. Yeah. And, and so there's kind of two relationships there. It's your relationship to time. Mm-hmm. And then what impact does that have on your relationship with others? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I could see where, yeah. you know, uh, for a couple to truly understand this is how you operate and this is how I operate. Yes. And we respect and honor each yes. other. And <laughs> neither one of us is trying to drag or push. Yeah. It just this is our mode of operation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So and that's that's got to be quite enlightening. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's a game changer because then yeah. you have respect for the other person. It's not that they're yeah. weak or stupid or slow or whatever. It's just yeah. that's how long they take. And just like you, just uh, just like you don't mean to be overbearing or pushing anybody yeah. or bossy. It just that's yeah. you have to. Okay. That's yeah. that's that's you don't mean. That's just the way you move. So yeah. to be, okay. Well, I just I'm going to wait now. For everyone, that's okay. And the third relationship that I want to talk about is the time of self versus time of divine timing. So where a lot of people struggle with time is that they decide that they want this timing. And the timing of the all that is, is that's not in line with that. Because there is an overarching time. There, if you've ever noticed how perfect divine time is, you'll meet exactly the right person at exactly the right time. If you'd, if you'd left two seconds later, you would have missed them. 
if you had, you know, those things yeah. where if you'd gone into synchronicity, synchronicity yes, boom. boom, and it's like, yeah precise yeah like extraordinarily yeah. like you get distracted you bump into something you wouldn't have done you would have you went a different way whatever it is and then that led to yeah. the whatever it was and, and i love that i love it too yeah and i love to be open to it yes and, and you're the master of it actually and, and, and ex, you know we talked about this earlier in another is being in the moment yeah so if you're in the moment in that divine timing yeah you know it doesn't pass you by you yeah. you see it recognize it and have the opportunity to enjoy it. And the reason that works is because when you're in the moment, you have access to divine timing because you've surrendered to it. That's really what it is. You have surrendered to what is. You're not trying to force an outcome on your time when you feel like you want something to happen. You've allowed for something greater to happen. And that's when the magic and synchronicity happens because you've opened the doorway for something greater than you to occur. And I think what happens so often is, you know, sometimes we want to force something. We, yeah. we, we got to get this done. Yeah. We got to make it happen. Yeah. We got to take control, yeah. you know. And just, you know, so often it just never quite works out. Yeah, and it can work uh, sometimes. Yeah, because, you know, I used to be this person who was very, uh, the way that I um, came to my success was I was very, very good at manipulating time. So how do I make things fit? How do I order things? How do I make it more sufficient? How do I do this in sequence? Like manipulating people, time, spaces, like all that stuff to get it to be really efficient. It can work that way. But what happens is it takes a lot of energy from us, a lot of push and drive to make that happen. And it's very limiting because it's only informed by what you think you want based on the limited amount of information that we have at any given point in time. Because, you know, there's millions of data points that exist yeah. at any particular point in time, but our brains can only take in so much. So our, our, our desires are informed by a very limited amount of information and they're informed by distortion patterns. So you got all that going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're trying to force time. So it takes a tremendous amount of energy to do it, causes, it can cause burnout, and then it limits what is possible in, to some degree because you're, you're closed, right? You're, you, you've only your will as opposed to something else that could come in and help you. So I would say that it's, it, it can be successful um, if you like to control time in that way. It's very difficult to surrender to stillness and it's very difficult at least that was my my um, experience and it's very 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 difficult to surrender your sense of timing like my own sense of timing because i'm like well i'm ready <laughs> you let's so, go so caught up yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and you know <clears throat> divine time i mean that's you fighting the entire yeah. power of the universe right <laughs> the universe is going to move at its own time <laughs> This, I can this do is it. my show. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, right. good, good luck. luck. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, I I heard the audience just mm -hmm. kind of just kind of take a deep breath earlier when mm -hmm. you were talking. When you originally started out, you talked about time, space, mm -hmm. space time. Yeah. And that can vary based on where we came from yes and so where we came from and okay 
Okay, so you're asking me to explain where space-time is versus time-space. Is that what you're asking? No, okay. I'm asking about where you came from versus me versus, you know. Oh, we all came from different places. I mean, okay. the Earth is sort of like this massive immigration center. Okay, yeah. so all these different beings who want to experience density, form, a body, at this time of consciousness rising, has come to this space. So that means that whether you came from a different dimension or a different star system or whatever, yeah. um, so there's different things, right? There's different beings in the same dimensional plane from different star systems, and then there's different dimensional planes of consciousness where it just are higher vibrating. When you get to the, like, we're in the third currently, or fourth, depending on who you are and where you are, but if you get to the higher realms of dimensions in terms of consciousness, that's when, once you get beyond third and you're in the fourth, you now are in space-time versus time-space. So if you came from a higher consciousness plane and came down, to the third dimension to experience the veil of forgetting, mm. right? And the veil of forgetting mm. is simply that we forget that we are infinite and connected to pure source and the all that is. We've forgotten that we're all that. Yeah. And so we've forgotten our own brilliance, but that veil is deliberately there so we can learn. So like the lessons are harder. Mm. So the obstacle course is greater. So when we transcend, it's like this huge um, momentum, not just here, but on the other planes, it's like much more vast. So it's like this huge jump. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's why we're all here. So depending where you came from, yeah. would, some of us would kind of predicate, predicate yeah, yeah, your kinda, experience here. Kind of your... Yes. And yeah. uh, there are clients that I work with who have struggled tremendously with time because they 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 it's their first time in a body here on the earth in this plane and they're like, what is this? Like, I don't... I thought I got what the memo was about this time thing, but whoa, it's not, it was much more binding than mm. I thought because it's much more constrained because it's in density, yeah. right? So density and time and form are kind of like together. I think we've got another segment in the making here, but <laughs> okay. just, just one other, I'm just curious, yeah. one other term that you used there mm. was the veil. Yeah. And that we're here to kind of, you know, and I hear, I hear and read about the veil is lifting. The veil is getting thinner. Mm -hmm. that, and so any thoughts about that or is that for another day? Well, I think it would depend on what the person's referring to. So there are different veils. Like there's a whole bunch of veils. The main veil is that of forgetting, right? Between the third yeah. and the fourth dimension. Yeah. Where literally we forget that we are infinite, that we are aware, like infinite consciousness. Like we just forget that we're infinite consciousness. Right. And so we think we're these individual baiting beings and we think we die and this is our only life and all that stuff. Um, that's the main veil. Mm -hmm. When people talk about the veil between worlds, um, I feel like, now I don't know, it depends on the writer, but when I've, the, um, you know, they talk about the veils between the worlds being thin. Yeah. So it's like between this plane and the other planes. So you can access higher planes yeah. at different times of the year in different places in the world. And we'll talk about sacred spaces yeah. in a, a different, I'm sorry, sacred places uh, in a different um, segment. Um, but there are different places where you can go on the earth where you can access different uh, realities, different dimensions, because they are portals into other places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we can access those things. Um, and so at some points in time, like periods of the year, the veils can get thin. Mm. Um, sometimes um, in certain places, the veils get thin in the sense of the veil to, veil to the other realm, the unseen, the different dimensional planes, the different realities. Those things become thin. Mm. 
Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah certainly, yeah. certainly. Yeah. So all the way back to time. And, so back to time, yeah. And just how in this everyday world, time is a challenge. And the more you're aware of who you are and what you are, mm-hmm. the more understanding. Yes. Yeah. And I would say this is not a mental thing. So I know we're having this discussion, which is really important, but really the way to experience time from a different perspective is to do a GFC. There's actually a GFC um, on my website called Time as Your Ally, which is really, um, if, you're, if this is something that's a challenge for you, um, if you really find like you're fighting time all the time, you're like always pushing and pushing and pushing against time and you're overwhelmed by time because there are a lot of people that would be um, one thing to listen to. You can listen to the GFC that's free after this. We'll explore this to some degree. But for some people, it's more, um, it's it's something that they need to do more on because it's more of a distortion for them than others. Some people have less of an issue with it. So the distortion pattern around them is less. Um, the thing about time also that I'll mention is that um, a lot of people are not in the collective present now in their bodies, which means then like they're out, like they float outside of their bodies. They're floating up or in front or some people are behind, but that's very rare. Anyway, for me, most of the time I see in front, in front or above. And when you're floating and you're not in your body, you, and, um, um, then what happens is you're not in the collective present now. And And it's not just specifically in your body. It's actually in your spine. So if you're in your spine, Okay, so meaning that your essence is focused into your spine, then you're not in the collective, what I call the collective present now. And then you're sort of at uh, the, you're more bashed around by the wave of time. Does that make sense? You're kind of like smacked around more by it because you don't have a center. You're not uh, holding um, the collective present now, which is actually infinite and expanded. Does that make sense? Even though it's one moment, and it's in your body, you can access infiniteness and expandedness and spaciousness with time if you're in your body in the collective present yeah. now. But if you're outside of your body floating around all over the place, it's almost like time smacks you around because you're not anchored anywhere, right? So it feels terrible. So it's like you you have to be present to win. Yeah, exactly. You and do. To be, <laughs> and to be present is to truly be present. Yeah, truly be present yeah. in the spine. In the body. In the body, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, Part of what I was getting to is that that sounds great, and the way to do that is to do a GFC because we can talk yeah. about it all day long. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the frequency work yeah. that matters. Yeah. It's that's always so, comes down to that. That's so important. Yeah, because yeah. the mind stuff and the understanding, great, and yeah. also the work is the important thing. So the folks in your audience that you know are really challenged with time. Yeah. This this session has been extremely helpful, and to think that there's some resolution out there by listening to the GFCs or, mm-hmm. you know, is just so impactful. So, Karen, thank you so much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly, what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. 
Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on reshaping your relationship with time. So let's begin by having you bring your attention and awareness focus to the space between your belly button and the base of your sternum or your solar plexus. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So within the space between your belly button and the base of your sternum. And we're going to take three breaths here together. So on your first breath, you're going to inhale and hold your breath in for a count of four. And whenever you're ready, you're going to exhale all the air out of your lungs and hold your breath out for a count of five. And on your next breath, whenever you get here, you're going to inhale and hold your breath in for a count of five. And on your exhale, you're going to hold your breath out for a count of six. And when you're ready, on your own time, no rush, you're going to inhale as slowly as you th can possibly inhale and hold your breath for as long as you think you can. And when you're ready, you're going to exhale all the air out of your lungs and hold your breath out for as long as you feel like you can. And when you get to that edge of discomfort where you feel like you can't hold your breath out any longer, you're going to exert your authority and hold your breath out for one second longer. good. Notice if holding your breath in or holding your breath out is easier. And notice if you really do take yourself to that edge of discomfort or not. Without judgment, just notice your choice. It likely repeats itself in your life. Whenever you're complete with your three breaths, 
bringing your attention awareness to the space between your heart in the center of your chest and your nipple line and your throat. And breathing normally. And we're waiting for the mastermind to gel. And as I do that, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you in groups and in subgroups. And that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll hear me hum, you'll hear me yawn, even though I'm not tired, and you'll hear me exhale sharply. That's just how I remove the frequency distortion patterns. And I'm often now working more and more in silence, especially when the frequencies get particularly high. So if you don't hear me, do not worry. I am still working on you. It just requires more of my focus. Good. Mastermind has just gelled. So now let us ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, see, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep, deep within your body that starts to become brighter. That starts to radiate further. And expand even more as you become even more aware of your connection only to pure source. And for those of you who are expanding beyond your body into the stars and beyond, please be sure to keep a part of your awareness on or in some part of your body. You can do this by splitting your focus. It's very important. And on my end, I am helping you on the source level to increase your natural bandwidth or connection, irrespective of what level you believe you are at. So we're now going to bring your attention to your heart space. The first distortion pattern we're going to clear is the resistance to, the discomfort with, the fear of, 
or the struggle with time, depending on what subgroup you're in. Okay. Uh, there is a tiny subgroup of you that literally feels bound by time, imprisoned by time. So let's remove this first. And when I mean imprisoned, I mean never being able to be free within it, always constrained by it. And in this same space of your heart space, the next distortion pattern that we're going to remove is like um, an agitation as a result of time that uh, is triggered by a scarcity of time okay, or a sense of scarcity around time. So, and for some of you, this agitation is quite extreme. Okay. You always feel like you're in a hurry. You can't ever finish what you need to. You're racing against time. And it seems like the race is getting harder and harder. You're never going to catch up. Okay. Keeping your attention in your heart space. Breathing normally. Be very, very aware of your heart space. Becoming aware of the space between your belly button and the hollow in your throat. This is the frequency of despair that you'll never catch up. The time will always outpace you. And there will never be enough of it.
breathing from your or becoming aware of the space between your belly button all the way to your chin, so including your throat space. <clears throat> so from your belly button all the way up to your chin. So depending on the subgroup you're in, this is feeling overwhelmed by time. Okay. Almost like you're... Um, for some of you, uh, it's like a wall that you keep slamming into. For others, it feels like you're drowning in it. And for another subgroup. Like your freedom is bound by it. So you can never be free. So now bring your attention back to your heart space. So this is a distortion pattern of um, being oversensitive to the density or the constraint of time in this particular reality.
and for a subgroup of you, this is um, particularly in relation to others. As you feel most in relation with other people, that's where friction comes up, their sense of time, your sense of time, the conflict between the two of you, that is what you create with others in terms of the greater time, all that. If it doesn't make sense to you, it likely isn't yours. If it does, then it's likely yours. Well, okay, so now you're going to bring your attention between your groin all the way up to the bridge of your nose. Okay, so not only your front body, be aware of your back body as well, please. So these are the distortion patterns that your lineage has felt with regards to time, meaning the scarcity of time that they have passed to you. There's for the vast majority of you on this call, there is never enough time. So the idea of there is a lot of time and nothing to do is utterly foreign to your lineage. Okay.
good. And now you're going to bring your attention to your heart space. And you're going to take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second or two. And then release it with some sound. <sighs> like that. Bring your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Excuse me, from your belly button all the way to your heart space. So I'm just going to adjust your pain bodies because this is a very tremendous shift and your pain bodies are, for lack of a better word, freaking out. So we need to have them move with you in the shift. They feel integrated and whole. We don't want them acting up against you and slowing down your progress. So making this adjustment as you focus on your solar plexus into your heart space. So as you hear in your heart, in your solar plexus, amplifying the frequency of ease with time. As you allow yourself to rest and just be. In the frequency of ease with time. Good. I'm going to leave you in this space for as long as you would like. And I look forward to meeting you on the next GFC. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.